Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Australians finished the first day at eight for 299. And a lot of people I'm reading actually saying this should be like a 500 plus pitch. And and when you're watching this, it doesn't really feel like any of the batsmen feel safe and secure out there. There's obviously a lot of a lot of guys got out in sort of the 30s, 40s, 50s there, and and that just shows the type of pitch where you never really fill in. And and you know we really need to reserve those 500 plus pitches for in Australia when there's absolutely no movement in the air. There's no movement off the wicket. That's nice true bounce, and really you're seeing players play shots on the up. Um, you're very comfortably you know, going for those shots and not worrying about nicking it or anything like that. You look at the majority of the boundaries in at this innings and they were short outside off or they were half volleys or a guy coming down the wicket to Ali, something like that, or the or the ball was straight on said legs, basically, is where we saw the majority of, of runs in this innings, uh, apart from, you know, Mitch Mars playing, plays a little bit on the up, you know, similar to that of like Crawley with a couple of his cover drives. So at eight for 2.99, it definitely is a little bit under where the Aussies should be, or they should be like five for 299, uh, but it's not that far off. And you look at WinBiz, has Australia actually to 37% win percentage there. So they think that this is going to get actually a little bit harder to bat. Um, so yeah, there you go. 550, it just seems like a massive, massive stretch. But uh, let's shout out firstly to to Chris Wokes, who, who came out absolutely dominated again. And Again, just proving my theory that he should have been in this test team from from game one. Uh, four for four for in this one. He's gone three for and three for the first you know, his first test in, in test three, and then goes four for in this one at two point seven four and over. It was only James Anderson who I said should have a pretty decent impact in this test match that went under his economy rate, and we 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 can't discount that. That's very very important. And and Stokesy actually spoke about this in the pregame when they asked about James Anderson back in this side and. And, you know, not always is it his wicket-taking ability that gets them over the line or gets them in a really, really good rhythm in their bowling innings. It's, it's when they're bowling in partnerships, and Anderson is great at that. Obviously, he can, you know, can tie up one end, and they're a little bit worried, you know, the, the opposing team batsmen to play certain shots against him because he gets it moving both ways and hits a nice length. So it showed in this one that, you know, 2.5 and over for him. 
allowed the other guys to work around him. You know, Brody went at 4.8, but he was the one to take the wickets. You know, Wokesy went a little bit higher at 2.7, but he was the best bowler on the day. Woody went at 3.75 and Moen Ali went at 3.8. So that partnership there of those two and obviously the wicket-taking ability of Brody and then Wokes doing his thing uh, was really, really good for them to get in a good position here against Australia. And yeah, yeah, you wouldn't say this is a failure at all. You look here, though, at the scores. And as I said, the highest score there are 51 from Marnus and also Mitch Marsh. And they have a 48 from Hever, 41 from Smith, and a 32 from Warner. So that's what six of the top, five, five of the top batsmen in this side, in the top seven, our top six, I should say, uh, that got to great starts and, and weren't able to go on with it. And that just proves my, my, my point there. But you just never really feel in and, and any ball can kind of get you here. There were some mistakes and we'll go through them now. David Warner, 32 off his 38. So came out obviously fairly aggressive. A lot of his shots there, he was jumping and kind of, you know, fending outside the off stump. He did nick one through the slips. A bunch of them were sort of like mini punches, but didn't look comfortable on the offside. And then he had, you know, his token pull shot where he kind of rolls the wrist on it and, and just gets it out there for four. So again, he'd never looked, never really looked set in this innings. And then he eventually just poked a one off Wokesy. Didn't go all in, which was the frustrating thing for him. He'd been doing that for the most part, and going hard at the ball. Uh, and this time, he kind of just poked at it with the ball going away. And it's a delightful ball. If you look at, look at it from behind, uh, obviously a little bit of movement just off the off the wicket, a little bit in the air. And then as it's going past the batsman, it, it's climbing. So, yeah, really, really nice ball from, from Wokesy on that one to get worn out. But Kawaj there, three off 19. Yeah, he's been one of our stalwarts in our batting innings, uh, in our batting innings, you know, in each of the test matches there. And three off the 19. Just wasn't able to get into it couple of runs there early and then a really nice ball from Broad. You know, seeing back in off that angle, it's very, very hard to hit that. But we do have to have a little bit of criticism on the way Kawaja plays that shot sometimes. He just doesn't commit fully to it. He kind of keeps back in his crease. And you look at that ball and you're like, oh, it hits him in the knee roll. Why is he getting out? It's because he's stuck inside his crease. He's not coming out to the ball at all. And he does poke it a little bit outside his, uh, a little bit in front of his pads, which is that little bit, which is that issue. If it does happen to seem back a little bit, you cannot adjust at all. And you've already committed to that shot. Your eyes aren't super close to the ball. And that's where Kawaja gets in a little bit of trouble sometimes with that delivery. And why in, in some other countries, when a ball doesn't move as much off the wicket, off a pace bowler anyway, he's able to, to get away with that type of shot. And sometimes here in England, he isn't able to. And, and yeah, for the most part, he's been he's been getting you know, getting through great, uh, especially early on in his innings as his eye gets gets in. Uh, but this time wasn't to be. Spoke about in the pregame that Marnus and Smithy needed to to step up and do really well. And and Smithy just batting with freedom at the moment, striking the ball very very well. You know, sitting up around that 80, 90 percent strike rate, very comfortably for the most part of his of his innings. And another one here, forty one off his fifty two. What about the the, the pull shot first ball that almost got caught. It's pretty crazy. A nice six off Ali in there. So yeah, as I said, plenty of aggression, which was good. But just falling to that delivery there, it was a pretty decent ball. Um, but he just he just seems to be missing some of those some of those deliveries these these days that uh, that he hasn't been in the past. And those those were kind of his bread and butter balls. If you bowl it, you know, towards his stumps there, he's just going to clip you off to the leg side. And there was an interesting stat that popped up actually. You know, when when the ball's bowled at over ninety miles an hour. So he's sitting well into the you know the one forty fives from from that point and above. There, in terms of kilometers, for those that aren't, aren't too. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sean Miles, when, he, when he's facing balls above that speed, he averages 29 when he's in between 80 and 90, so any of the quicks that bowl, you know, so, sort of anywhere between the, the 128s kind of re- region up to 140, he averages over 60, which is, you know, basically where his test average is. So, you know, and then add the spinners into that and he it's, you know, sticks around that 60-plus average there. Um, and that just shows the, the importance of someone like Mark Wood. If he can bowl it in that area, do a little bit off the wicket, that's when he can get wickets and, and do a great job. So it happened again here. For Mark Wood uh, gets a nice wicket of Smithy, and it's such an important one there. And what we did notice was that a couple of times here with the when they went upstairs um, and checked some of these, they're all pretty you know, very very close. You know, there's an umpire's call there a little bit later. This one from Smithy, you know, right in line with that off stump, and same with the the Manus one, just hitting in line with the off stump. And then um, I believe the one later on was Cameron Green with his LBW off Wokes. It was. Uh, that was, uh, you know, it looked like it was going, maybe going down leg, and it was just umpire's call and, and you know, giving out live help the English there on that one. So, yeah, Smithy, unfortunately, the 41. And there was a nice partnership between Manus and Head, and they were looking really, really solid. Before that next wicket, um, it was 183 for three before that fourth wicket there. And and you, you think they're like Australian, they're in a great, great position to go 300 plus pretty comfortably. And, uh, and then, unfortunately, by that point, we lose Manus, I believe it was. Uh, yes, Marnus at the fourth wicket at his 51 off 115. And that was very, very lazy, unfortunately, to get LBW from Moeen just from a little bit of spin. And he just you know, went across his went across his stumps with his with his front foot um, and played across his pads there off a ball spinning back in. And all it takes is you to miss one and then you're in, in a fair bit of strife. So unfortunate for Marnus uh, and the Australians. This was his game that he needed to go on with it. And he was playing really well, working really hard. And unfortunately, a bit of a brain snap, a bit of a lapse in concentration, and he's gone there. Travis said, really, really enjoy watching him bat. Unfortunately for him, though, at the end there, 48 off 65, he just falls for the trap of the guy's back, and Broady gets him out off that short ball. So, yeah, also a big congratulations to Stuart Broad. 600 test wickets. So, yeah, clearly one of the best bowlers to ever play this game. The endurance, the, the durability of him, of also James Anderson, these guys in the you know, the pace the pace stocks there, um, absolutely incredible efforts for, for him and James. Still be playing in the same team all these years later, basically my whole life um, that I've been watching cricket, they've been playing for England. So, yeah, big shout-out to them. Amazing, amazing work. But, uh, yeah, I suppose not a, not a bad wicket to get for your 600th is just to set a plan and, and for it to come off. So, yeah, I'm unfortunate and annoying there watching that to see him get out that way after he was playing so well for his 48. Some really nice cover drives, some nice cut shots in there. Um, and was playing the ball off the legs really well until that moment. So, yeah, that, that sucked on that front. Uh, and Mitch Marsh continues his rich fan of form and, and hitting ball really, really well. And he was really the only one here um, in this middle order that you were like, okay, he didn't 
he didn't get himself out. He had a really delightful peach there off, off Wokes that just you know, angled in towards him and just seemed away that tad. Um, just tried to defend it on sort of middle and off there and, and nicked it. And a beauty, a beauty of a catch from there. So people will still come out and say, oh, his, um, his footwork was really bad. That's why he had to dive. But yeah, yeah a great catch and under pressure. And was needed because Marsh could have come out and gone big again like he did last test. So that was an awesome and big wicket for him. And left the Aussies in a little bit of trouble there when, when he went down at 7 for 255. And obviously, you know, and a 40 partnership here before Kerry went down um, was nice. And that helped. But, yeah, losing Kerry right at the end was a bit of a sucker punch, unfortunately, with Stark being in there, just playing really good cricket shots. He's a great batsman and batting so low there at 9. Obviously, at the moment, and Paddy at 10. That is a good thing that the you know, the batting goes really low. And hopefully, here's Starkey and Cummings, Cummins can have a you know terrific partnership there in this back end and get Australia well into the 300s, 320, 330 before they lose a wicket would be nice. Um, you know, to, to then send out Hazelwood and you know, maybe put on another 10 or 10 or 15 would be great. But yeah, Kerry, uh, unfortunately, nicking one there to uh, to Besto off works again. So, terrific bowling and, a, and a, you know, another good one there to get. Alex uh, at the end of that inning. So a very interesting day, very topsy-turvy. England bowled really, really well. As I said, they never looked like they were able to give the, the Australian batsman a sniff. You had to bat really well for your runs. And I think that's going to be the exact same when England bats. We'll see how the, the weather holds up. There was a fair bit of sun out on, on day one. Potentially, you know, it could be a cloudy or it could be a you know, potential rain about for day two and three. So hopefully for the Australians that over, there will be some overcast conditions and it'll be a little bit easier um, yeah, to get more out of the wicket. But yeah, for people to say there should be a 500 plus wicket when the ball is moving in the air, basically the whole time, they obviously got the wicket right at the end of Kerry with the new ball. So yeah, that was that was moving down as well. But it basically moved for yeah, at least 50 to 60 overs. Very, very, like a lot. And yeah, a little bit off the pitch as well. So yeah, to say that was a bit silly. But uh, yeah, wish the... Um, Wish you all, these, all the best of luck for that next couple of wickets. And, uh, yeah, if you're an England fan, you'd, you'd love Wokesy to get that five because he completely deserves it. And I imagine there's a good chance he comes out and starts the bowling here or gets on fairly quickly on day two. I hope you enjoy that uh, review, guys, and uh, enjoy day two.